Does every human being need to have this pain and chaos and suffering that you're going through in order to appreciate that this is the value of life? I don't think so. Like, it's it's um, it's worked for me. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it, though. Yeah. But I, I think if people are just aware that the that, that death could be here, you know, not, not to scare people, but just to live their life like 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 today's the only day that matters, just live, live, that, live your life in that way. Then you know, then, then you're going to have these same benefits too that that I feel. Yeah. I'm very, very pleased that you've decided to join this episode of a journey with Bernie. Perhaps already uh, you can hear that my voice is not full of the usual rampant enthusiasm and energy. Uh, there's good reason for that, folks, because. This episode represents a first for me. I've already delivered 24 episodes, 22 of which have been with some amazing guests. But this is the first time that one of my guests, one of my very special guests that I met some four months ago, One of my guests passed away while I was in Nepal with 15 other beautiful people climbing the Himalayas' most highest trekkable peak, Mount Mera. I received a call from a very, very good friend who informed me that collecting duct carcinoma, that terrible cancerous condition, that defined Joel's state for the last five or six years of his life, it had finally taken some form of victory. Joel passed away aged 37 on October the 8th, somewhere around midday. Of course, I'm hoping that you've heard episode eight Because if anybody ever asks me, which episode do you suggest I listen to, Bernie, that really reflects the spirit of a journey with Bernie, my go-to episode is always that one-hour discussion that I had with Joel State. Joel's cancerous condition is only owned by 60 people globally. And approximately five to six years ago, his prospects of living any more than another 12 months were greatly diminished. But as Joel said, at times he was almost thankful to cancer because it truly inspired reflection and reevaluation that taught him how to maximize life. And I certainly believe that to a large extent, he was able to do that in the last two, three, four years. The reason why the Joel State episode is so special to me is because it truly reflects and feeds the objectives of what this podcast is all about. Remember, folks, I interview people and we listen together in order to discover what actions and strategies, what routines and disciplines, what ways of seeing the world can help you and I become a more loving human being on a sustainable basis. The purpose of this podcast is to explore how do you and I generate greater happiness from within ourselves so that we can add more meaning to our humble lives. And episode eight with Joel State 
it added great value to that direction. I'd only met the guy for those two hours. I, I, I mean, I first saw him as a guest speaker at a Smiling for Smitty's Breakfast. Now, that's a wonderful organization that's raised millions of dollars for cancer research. But at that breakfast, Joel was the guest speaker. And it, I still remember how all of the 200 audience were so glued on his every word, not because of the topic of life that he was speaking about, but because he spoke with such an uncommon truth, honesty, transparency, and openness. When he shared his views of life, people just listened. But interesting enough, it wasn't his speech that is the highlight of that breakfast morning for me. It was when he finished his presentation to a wonderful round of applause. I watched him return to his table It was only one table away from where I sat. And I then watched over the next 30, 40, 60 seconds, the interaction between him and who I came to understand was his partner, Kieran. And sometimes you just see a spirit between two people. Sometimes you just see something that you don't see otherwise. I'm just calling it a connection. But even in that short time, I could see that it was a very special connection. And I don't know what existed between those two at that time. And maybe I even had a touch of envy (laughs) because I watched it and I remember saying to myself, I don't know what those two have got, but that's what I want. I don't know why I'm I'm trying to um, ask this question. Can you describe the difference? I'm talking about the fabric of it, the molecules of love. I, I, I don't even know what I'm asking here, but how is it different? It's richer it's deeper, but what does richer, deeper love, how is it different than Norm? <laughs> it almost feels like, for Kieran and myself, it's almost like we're, we're one person sharing, wow. sharing life together, you know. It's, it's, it's really deep. It's quite hard to explain, but, you know, we, we're just so connected. Mate, you're blowing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> blowing my mind. That's what he did on many, many occasions during that two-hour download of episode eight so many, many months ago. I tell you what, I'm hoping the next 15 minutes too, folks, might just blow your mind a little bit too because I've got a special guest. To call him a guest is unfair because he was a dear friend of Joel's state. Not many bosses, sorry to call you that, Damien, (laughs) a boss, become a dear friend. But having met Damien a few times, he was more than his manager and more than his leader where Joel worked at Amflow. Hey, Damien Vescovi, thanks for joining us today. It's a great topic, even though it's a sad occasion. Um, Joel worked for you. Tell us about the company and tell us about the role that he played in your wonderful business. Yeah, look, thanks very much, Bernie, for having me on. And certainly, like you mentioned, it's uh, it's great to share some insight into Joel, a, a wonderful person. And I was very fortunate um, as the owner of Ampflow, we do electrical design. And uh, we were very fortunate to grab Joel um, about three years ago. Uh, the company he worked for was moving on and uh, we'd heard a lot about Joel and his ability. And so it was a really easy choice for us to pick Joel up. And um, when he came along, he was exactly what 
we knew Joel would be a wonderful designer, and so he was a massive help for our business. When you said you heard a lot about him, I mean, did his reputation precede him uh, in in this industry, or what exactly was the word on Joel's state before you employed him? Yeah, hundred percent. Look, you know, he was he was actually very well known out there. He he specialised himself in a in a type of design um, that not many people did. Um, he found an art in that, and absolutely, he he nailed it. So uh, the industry is not that large, but he was very well known in the industry for for his capability at the time. And how did he fit into the workplace? I, I, I mean, three years ago, I, I assume your business is growing. How many employees do you have today? Yeah, so Joel was probably employee number 10, and we're up to over 30 wow. uh, a few years later. That's good growth. It is good growth, and uh, Joel was uh, is, it was a big part of obviously building our team and the environment. So we always look for people who uh, really want to support the team and the business, and, uh, and Joel had those attributes. He was just naturally gifted. Um, he also played a lot of sport himself, so he realized the importance of, of being a team player and what that meant to our business as well. So he delivered on that all the time. Yeah, yeah you always hope that you're... you're staff is full of you know wonderful team players but um, I'm looking at your face now and big smiles across your your dial when you think about Joel State the team player was he a different team player was he a team player that had a little bit more to offer than others if so what was his offering yeah, look, Bernie, I think one thing with Joel, he was a very humble and modest guy. Um, so to get to know him a little bit more, you'd have to probe him and ask him a few more questions. But what shone out over time was um, he was very focused about what he knew he needed to do on his journey. Um, he didn't share that he had the cancer for some time to most of the team, and he kept that very quiet. But um, he, just, he had a different focus to everyone else, and I'm not sure... Um, he also really warmed to people. So he was always very warm to people and made them feel welcome and comfortable and always supported them for their goals and their journey they were on. So he knew that. Dr- drill down on that. You, you said he had a, a, had a different focus. Yep. What, what do you mean by that? How was his focus, his view of things, how is it different than perhaps others? Yeah, I think, Bernie, what, what you noticed about Joel was he simplified life. He didn't wow. overcomplicate things. I think um, he knew what was important to him and going through what he had gone through already and what he was going to go through, um, he was able to simplify life, simplify explanation to people about doing things and didn't worry about things that didn't matter. He wow. tried just wow. to keep it simple. And wow. I think um, he people were able to generate and feel that knowledge and power very quickly from him because he just knew what he needed to know and he got that message across clearly. See, Damien, I, f- I find that fascinating because if I've got the timeline right, Joel discovers that he's got this cancer six years ago. He's joining you after three years of having this cancer. So this situation that he's in has already started to perhaps impact his view of things. And so consequently, by the time he gets to you, please correct me if you don't think I've, I've, I've um, nailed anything here. But by the time he gets to you, he knows what's important in life and what's not important. And yet I'm now thinking about so many of us are so head up about so many different little things, turning molehills into Everest, you know, looking for what's wrong. I'm getting this feeling that was not Joel. 100%. And Joel Joel had absolutely worked it out by then, Bernie. So um, he continued to grow over the last few years. He still searched and found lots more about himself. But um, I know that his, you know, his partner, Kieran, uh, his wife, Kieran, um, his family, um, his close friends were so important to him. And he even found a bit of himself that he also realised that um, whilst work was something that, you know, he uh, chose to do, and I say chose because he didn't have to always work, um, he found a way to turn up every day, put a smile in the workplace, uh, help the people around him, and he gave that gift to people more than anyone probably acknowledged at the time. Wow. Yeah, I, and I'm assuming that that he that he wasn't one that created aggravation. Um, he wasn't one looking for problems or issues. I'm sure he was a problem solver, um, but I just imagine that if there was a problem to solve, he'd be 
he'd be searching for the solution. He, he, he wasn't throwing, you know, mud into the pile. 100%. And again, he's the sort of guy that nothing was ever too much of a problem for him. He took on any challenge. In fact, he liked to be challenged. He enjoyed uh, the variety of the work. And at times he wanted to take on different challenges to just test himself. And I think that's where his natural sporting um you know, and uh, Pro S came out where he just loved the challenge and he wanted to do so well. He was an, he was a perfectionist at work. He wow. he always wanted to make sure that his designs were absolutely perfect before they left his table. He wasn't prepared yeah. just to hand over something half-hearted. He gave it a hundred percent, and uh, it was. There's not too many people I can say that about that would just um, do what Joel did all day every day. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I can imagine that things that he saw or came to see as really important, including his work, his role, and his contribution to your business, his business. I'm sure he felt strongly about the place that he worked in. Um, all of that deserved 100% of his focus and energy. I'm, I'm actually playing an imaginary exercise. I'm just imagining what Joel's going through and arriving at that particular state. Hey, you might have let the might have let the cat out of the bag there before. You started when you used the word partner, Kieran, and then you 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 said married, Kieran. I know there's a story to that. <laughs> yeah, no, it was wonderful. Um, you know, obviously having the opportunity to to marry marry someone and and tie the knot. Um, you know, before before the time came for him, and and it was a really special occasion. I know he was very excited, and so was Kieran. So it was a, a really big thing for his family and his friends as well. And um, it was so nice that he was able to, to do that. How long before they before he passed did he did did he did he get married? Yeah, it was only uh, about a week before he passed away, and um, so the emotions for both of them would have been very high, and it's probably hard to understand how they would have both felt, the joy of that, and um, obviously, um, unfortunately, knowing where he ended up, so um, that would have been a really really exciting time, but also um, a very tough time on everyone around as well. What a remarkable decision. Amazing, like I said, a remarkable the, the decision. Guy, the guy has so much courage and 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 support around him. So a fantastic yeah. person. So let's agree, you and I, right now, that it's okay to have a tear. Hundred <laughs> percent, <laughs> because I'm watering up here now, mate. <laughs> um, there is a story, and I, of course, I I, I was not at the uh, at the ceremony of life, the celebration of life, his funeral. His passing, but there is a story that I'm I led to believe that his brother told um, at the funeral. Did you remember it? His brother referred to a courageous act. Yeah, and that was him, you know, getting up and hopping out of a wheelchair and being able to to marry Kieran, and that was a really special part of of the speech and. Um, there were so many parts of this, the day that were so special to so many people. It was hard to say there was there were so many, and I think he touched so many people's lives um, with how he how he conducted himself. and And I think we can all take a lot out of from Joel, um, even just a tiny amount every day in our lives, and we'll all be better people for it without a shadow of a doubt. How did his workmates respond to him? How did they see Joel? Yeah, uh, that was really tough. Um, all of us uh, really took it hard. Um, a very, very special person. And I think um, our workmates, you <laughs> know... got the tissue, brother. Yeah, Here it comes. I, I think so. And look, you know, it was, it was really tough because um, everyone respected him so much and we all knew how much he meant to everyone. Even though, like I said, he knew that job w- his job was secondary to living life and enjoying <laughs> life. Um, but he never he never gave that away. He always still gave it a hundred percent, and Joel was like that throughout everything he did. What did they see in him that was special, um, Damien? You, you know, your workmates uh, step into their shoes. What what, do you, what was it that differentiated Joel from other people? Yeah, I mean, besides the obvious of being smart and intelligent, I mean, that was obvious, you know, people could see that a mile away, he he knew what he was doing in his role, so people warmed to that, but I think through his journey and exploring, you know, where he had been and where he was and where he was going, um, he made life a lot simpler for himself, he decluttered himself, Um, he knew what was important and what wasn't, 
And I think that was always the learning people got from Joel was that he had a pretty clear message and he knew the path to take quickly and swiftly and he didn't have much fuss in doing it. So I think um, that was the simple message. He just portrayed a simple message and, and they knew they could deal with a person who was honest and fair and, and really boosted their confidence. So he was always wow. very positive. And I think that's the thing that um, everyone in our business really noticed with Joel. He was always positive and you can do it. Yes, mate, you can jump to the next step. Don't don't hold wow. back. So wow. Uh, a special person, like I said. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was he great at at interacting and connecting w- with people? And if so, was there an attribute or two that just seemed to surface as outstanding? Uh, I mean, was he a great listener? Uh, was he? Did you get the feeling that he was there? You know, some people can be talking to another, but they're not really there. <laughs> you know. It, it, could you always feel his intent to want to connect with people? 100% again. I mean, the guy was genuine. I think that's the thing that overwhelmingly came out. He was genuine about people. He had a definite interest and a care about people. He wasn't just there because he had to. He wanted to make a difference. He wanted to make someone feel better. He wanted to prop them up. He wanted to help them day to day. Wow. Yeah. So that that's where he came from. It was, it was almost natural for him. And I, again, I, I think it came from him... Uh, narrowing down what was important in life and you know um, it came out in his work as well I, I think that's the that's the fascinating thing that I'm reflecting on now is that this narrow focus or narrowing focus of what's really important may well have been stimulated by his circumstances who cares it's a model to all of us because you and I both know that if Joel was here right now, he would say you don't need it tapping you on the shoulder to be reminded that you too can see life in this focused way, knowing what is truly important and living it maximally. Yeah, he, he demonstrated that every day. That's the thing. I, I, he just had that aura about him. He didn't have to say a lot at times. He just had that aura about him that he knew what he was doing and that yeah. was uh, amazing and like I said everyone just takes a little bit of Joel in them if you were lucky enough to meet Joel you'd know what I'm talking about um, take a little bit of Joel every day in your life we'd have a much better world and he, he did that every day yeah and through it all what I'm hearing from you it came like a stable love of people <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not everybody. Not, not in a weird way. Not in a weird way, Bernie. But absolutely. Yeah, but not everybody yeah. loves people. Yeah. Some people love some people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It struck me that that if he had the time, I always got the feeling that he would have given time to a lot of people. Yeah, always, always. Yeah, yeah. Yep. he had that, just that guiding, guiding sort of men, uh, manner about him. Yeah, and uh, he was, yeah, like I said, a really, really genuine person. So, almost as if you know, love for people was just a, a foundation way of seeing life. <laughs> you know, I, and that's a that's a beautiful. Well, it appears to me to be a beautiful state. Um, to have entered into. Hey, buddy, um, three words you got. I'm only giving you three words as we just wrap up this short discussion, okay? You got to select wisely. Three words. A word could be a concept or a phrase too, it's, but it's just the, the one idea mm-hmm. that describes Joel's state to you. Three words, three concepts. What are they? Genuine. Genuine. Just stop there, mate. How many people would just love for that to be said of them? You are genuine. One word, but it's a biggie. (laughs) It is a big word. I agree. And you don't give it out too often. So he was the real deal. Absolutely the real deal. Genuine and real deal. We'll count that as one word, okay? (laughs) Okay. Done. Your second one. Um, Caring. Innately caring. He cared about a lot of things. Innately caring, I'd say more so. He he certainly, 
you know, what cared about the things that were important to him. And yeah. again, after that journey he'd been on, he'd worked out what was important. And yeah. caring to his family, you know, his wife, Kieran, and yeah. certainly his 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 friends and, and work colleagues as well. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Buddy, you got a third word, third concept. Well, this one's going to probably be a little bit off the rank of what I'm talking about, but I think he it was fun-filled. I, I want to say fun-filled because... I think Joel did a lot in his life, experienced a lot, and he had a great time riding his bike, doing triathlons, enjoying trips into the country. Um, fun's a really important part about life, and John and Joel certainly was able to live that. And I'd like to be think that he was certainly remembered for being a fun guy as well. So he had plenty of plenty of good times, plenty of laughs in the workplace, talking about the the football on the weekend or his soccer passion for English soccer. Um, Fun field, I think, is yeah. probably appropriate as well. But it makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna discover, no matter what way you've discovered about how to live life maximally, surely embracing its adventure, <laughs> embracing all its learnings, is is part of that outcome. And and I certainly heard that, not only of Joel. But I certainly heard it through Joel when I met him those, you know, four to five months ago. Geez, you're a good man to give us this time and, and just add this different perspective. Not only of Joel's state, but but really who he became so that we who can watch on, you know, can learn from his journey. And and perhaps that's the spirit of Joel that we take from his journey so that we too can have better journeys. Hey, Damien, thanks very, very much. I understand that you and I are going to the cricket tonight, mate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's your reward for coming along. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks, Benny. Uh, it's uh, hopefully a bit of fun too. It's, like I said, fun field. It's good to do that, and it'll be great to remember Joel and think of him when we're there tonight and yeah. realise his uh, passion for sport as well. He had a great passion for all sorts of sports, so to celebrate that is, um, is, is great as well. Cheers, pal. We'll think of him. No worries. We'll Thanks again, Bernie. Thanks, All mate. Right. See you, Joel. Bye. How fascinating. How truly fascinating. But the Joel State story is not only in the message around living life fully now and recognising our impermanence. The bugger told us how to. Now, sure, he was driven to discover actions and strategies which he felt could add value to his limited lifespan. And he discovered so much richness. But he also shared it with us. And the first profound recognition that Joel gave us was identifying why each and every one of us should be in awe of the greatest gift we've all been given. Oh, my body. I'm, I'm actually in a bit in awe of my body. <laughs> what, it's, what it's been through and had thrown at it and still allows me to do, you know, like last weekend I rode 110 k's up to Redcliffe and back and wow. not a problem. And, you know, to be able to still do things like that, I'm doing a – five-day charity ride in a couple of weeks' time up to yeah. North Queensland. And it's it's the fact that my body lets me do those things still yeah. after everything it's been through is, yeah. is, is amazing. Don't you love it the way that Joel just said, <laughs> I'm in awe of my body. And, of course, you can only express that awe by looking after it in the most meticulous of ways. And Joel even referred to the importance of, of his diet, but what's interesting, he also said that his body, after a while, almost started to tell him what to consume, not the other way around. How did your diet change? Um, I tried tried going vegan for a little while. I, I saw a documentary about how um, they've done studies where vegan diet can uh, 
can help shrink tumors. And another yeah. time I, I, that I tried it, I, there was no cancer that, at that stage that I knew of, but I thought, well, it might stop anything coming back. So I went vegan for about four or five months. Yeah. And, and then it did come back and I thought, stuff it, I'm going to go have a steak. <laughs> <laughs> And so I haven't been vegan since, but I, I do no. eat. I'd say I eat probably ninety yeah. percent yeah. plant based, you yeah. know, because I think I think that's that's going to set your body up in the right yeah. way. Um, I try not. I don't drink much alcohol at all. I might have one or two beers once a week or something like that. But what about it. prior to this condition? Did you enjoy a few beers with the mates? And, oh, for uh, sure, yeah, yeah. 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 But you've you, you've made a choice to cut that back. Um, yeah, I think so. I think my body's made a choice too. It just doesn't like having too many beers. So it, um, and that might just be part of the whole thing, knowing my body, knowing what it does and doesn't want, you know? Yeah, you're almost suggesting that your body speaks to you rather than you speak to your body. Is there something in that? Oh, it's probably, yeah, maybe it goes both ways. I speak to it, it speaks to me, I think, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> And are you vegan now, or are you predominantly no, I'd vegan? No, oh, I'd say maybe ninety percent. Yeah, yeah, plant based. I well, still that's... still like a good spaghetti bolognese and yeah. you know some nice cheese. But yeah. but um, yeah, generally I'd say like most days I I, yeah. I, I don't eat, eat eat many meat or animal products at all really. And I, I think that's you know the, the the research I've done is is you know you don't have to be fully vegan but I think you know like a like a good percentage is, is certainly going to set you up in, in a mm, lot better state mm, yeah I'm uh, with apologies to well he's not my good friend but I I wish he was that's Simon Hill and the power of plant podcast I keep on he- hearing him suggest that if we're 80 percent there eating plant-based foods then then 80 percent is uh, is certainly going to add Tremendous value. Oh, um, good. I'm at least eighty. I'm at least eighty. Then that's all right. <laughs> Would you agree with that? By the way, I'm not asking you to support Simon for the sake of it. Um, no, but do yeah. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, you know, there's a lot of um, inflammation in your body's caused by by some animal animal products, fats, and yeah. things in in meat and, and stuff like that. And, and so the, the the more you can limit those things. Um, it's got to help your body heal in, in the long run. And, and, you know, my body's got a lot of healing to do still, and, and I want to make sure it's, it's working in the best condition it can. And what about Joel on the subject of other, inverted commas, holistic practices that can so add tremendous value to our lives? Joel spoke of meditation. And just how important it was to him finding a way of developing right mindset, right attitude, right ways of seeing life. Um, the other thing I do a lot is is, is meditate and, and and just the mindfulness practice. I think is really important as well, just to just to put your your head in the right space. I think if your head's in the right space, then your body's going to have an easier time healing. Mm. Meditate, mindfulness, head in the right space. Mm. Explain what that actually means. If someone says to you, what is meditation? Yeah. What's your definition of meditation? Oh, meditation is one of those things that a lot of people probably, you know, they hear it and they think it's some woo-woo, you know, sort of thing that is hard to grapple. But but for me, it's just about um, trying to clear clear all the, all the thoughts from your head, not – Removing thoughts from your head is impossible. They're always going to be there, but it's 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 trying to recognise when they are happening. Um, so, for instance, my meditation practice is all about breathing. It's just about following wow. the breath, trying to concentrate on nothing but the breath, and just do that. I only do that for you know ten minutes at a time, um, and it, it, you just have this this sense at the end of of that ten minutes of of of, of lightness of of a you know almost just brings a smile to your face without even trying and um, makes you feel very calm and and um, yeah just 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 your, your mind is quiet for want of a better word yeah folks we just got to get past that woo woo stage you, you know that that view that so many people have that when they hear the word meditation I think they think of Rafiki in the Lion King with his legs crossed and his arms on his knees in that meditative state. They think it is some form of out there practice when in reality it's a simple recognition that you and I are separate from our thoughts. Sometimes I've got to say that phrase again because 
some people need to absorb it. That you and I, we are separate from our thoughts. And if we can learn to meditate and take control and have some discipline as to how we allow our thoughts to, to intervene and interrupt our spirit through the process of meditation, then we're onto something very special that can allow us to feel the peace and the calm. And every time I'm in that space, you just feel greater love for self, for people, and for life. That is the value and the benefit of meditation. You know, I once wondered what it was all like. When I say once, I'm only talking about a couple of years ago. But I just somehow knew instinctively that meditation had a role to play in my life. But I knew nothing about it. And so I just threw myself in the deep end. Ten-day, silent retreat, Vipassana process, Pomona, near Noosa, Sunshine Coast, Queensland. And while it was a terrifically difficult 10 days, one, to remain silent, but two, to go through the meditative practices and disciplines that they asked of us on each and every day, I just came out of that knowing what a special role meditation has to play in each and every one of our lives. And also, you know, my my amazing partner, Kieran, she she meditates as well. And, and, and you know, she, she tells me about sending thoughts my way while she's meditating. I, I, I can just about feel that, you know, it's almost like a warmness comes over me. And, and I feel like that people just having positive thoughts about me out there, whether they're meditating, whatever they want to call it, just having positive thoughts is, is because we are all connected, that all comes back to you in, in a good way, I think. And you feel that. I, I believe I feel that, yeah. never been a religious person and I probably wasn't even spiritual until going through this whole practice but I do feel like there's something greater than us out here you know whether it's an energy I, I think of it as like an energy or mother nature or or whatever and whether we're all connected every living being out there is is connected in a way and quieting your mind just allows you to get out of your own way and, and see how connected we are you know for instance I've got a couple of dogs and if, if I've been meditating and, and, and so for mindfulness for me is, is just being very present in what's going on around you and what, meditation is just is a vehicle to get you to being mindful basically mm. and I've noticed with my dogs when I'm taking them for a walk if I'm being very mindful I notice every bird I notice every you know every uh, <laughs> lizard running across the ground I notice flowers <laughs> opening up and it's it's because you're not thinking about all these other things you're not worrying about the things that have gone in the past you're not anxious about what's coming in the future you're just in that moment and for me that means i'm not going to worry about dying i'm not worrying about you know the, the the surgeries i've had in the past or anything like that all i'm worried about is enjoying that moment out in nature and being connected to to, to the rest of the rest of the world how incredible yeah he's not a religious person he perhaps didn't even know whether to call it yahweh god allah the force be with you the great spirit it doesn't matter what you call it. He just knew that on a spirit level, he was connected to something far greater than self. How, how confirming is that? To even think that we're never alone. That we're all connected through the spirit. And that our bodies are just something that we temporarily inhabit in order to experience this life on planet Earth. But I suppose I've got a smile on my face right now because I'm thinking that the spirit of Joel State, the spirit of Bernie Kelly and the spirit of you who are listening to this, I'm not quite sure we're dying. We live on. There's no reason why a Bernie Kelly should be doing a podcast 
on a jolt state who he's only met for two hours. Except his spirit lives on. And it was his spirit that invaded my being some four months ago over a couple of hours as we downloaded a podcast and shared life together. Joel would say, we're all connected, folks. Draw strength from it. And of course, where did this this focus of treasuring the body, treasuring the great gift, rejoicing in it, where did this focus on knowing that he's connected to something much bigger than self, what about this focus of feeling that we're not isolated from each other, that we're, we're all in it together, where did it lead to? Well, it just led to Joel concluding that there were many things in his life that he thought were important and he discovered that they weren't. The things that were important were love for treasured ones. The things that were important were respect for all human beings. Things that were important was honouring the temple. He came to not only know this, here's the difference, folks. He actually came to be it, to recognise it and to live it. Prior to this journey, Mm. you would have had loved ones. Yep. And you would feel a love, a connection with them. But I think you just said (laughs) that now, as a result of this journey and the experience that other people are sharing with you in this journey, like Kieran and and yourself, meditating, are you saying that you're more sensitive and you can actually feel their energies even more than you could prior? Yeah, I probably wouldn't have put any thought into it prior, to be honest, you know. For me, you know, the, the relationship I had with Kieran, you know, I only met I only met her about, you know, two and a half years ago. Yeah. And before that, you know, like I would never even thought about this stuff, but 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 my relationship with her is is so deep and, and, and we're just so connected that it, it feels like, you know, she's help helping me to heal as as much as anything else, you know. And I know I'm sounding like a broken record. He keeps on inferring that you and I don't need death knocking on our door, tapping us on the shoulders to say this is how we can live life fully today. He's almost saying to us, wake up, folks. Wake up, people. Wake up, Bernie. The degree to which you can have the fullness of life is available right now. Recognise your impermanence. The right to breathe tomorrow cannot be taken for granted. Anything could happen anytime. Appreciate life now and live it fully. I can hear beautiful Joel's state right now. Just get rid of the distractions, folks. Decide right now that life and love is more important than building an empire. Life and love is more important than work, 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 work. Yep, it's more important than your bank account. I know some monies and some dollars in the bank can go a long way, but it doesn't have to determine your happiness. It's more important than the car you drive. It's more important than the status you believe you have compared to other people. It's more important than a title. It's more important than your possessions. But the most important thing is is to choose to maximise life 
right now. Right now. Today. So in a way, you're so aware of life that death tapping you on the shoulder or you being aware of it is probably a better phrase, mm. has sort of like made you more focus on on living. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's to me that's what I think about now is living all the things I want to do, all the all the people I want to spend time with. It's death doesn't, you know, enter my thoughts too many times these days, even though that threat is still there, for sure. Even though you're more aware of it than than most others. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Know? Like it's it's anyone could you know, anything can happen to anyone. You look at Shane Warne's a perfect example, 52, yeah. uh, you know, just, yeah. just drops dead. And there's, there's been quite a few stories lately. You could, someone could get hit by a car. You know, any any one of us could be, without even knowing it, could be close to death. But but I think I'm pretty lucky that, I, that I've, that i you know, known about it and it hasn't killed me. Yeah. And so I can try and live my life the way I want to live it. Yeah. It's all about perspective, isn't it? Because it's the one impermanent thing that's 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 certainly going to strike us all, you know, at, at, at some stage. It's yeah. the one certainty. It's just that the young, the bold and the beautiful <laughs> aren't, aren't, aren't so aware of it on a daily basis like you are. And yeah. yet for you, it's almost the trigger to appreciate life more. Oh, 100%. It, it, every day, you know... Oh. I'm, I'm human and every day you have, you know, you go through days where they're good and bad and you get, you get, you get annoyed at things and, and that sort of stuff. But, but more often than not, I, I try and live for that day and that moment and, and whatever mm. I'm doing at the time. And, and I, I think of things I want to do and, and I do them and I think of people I want to spend time with and I do that. And yeah, it's, it's a real gift I've been given, I think. Wow. That's an amazing phrase. It's a real gift I've been given. <laughs> It's a real gift I have been given. Thank you, Joel, because you remind us all, pal, that we've all been given that gift. Hey, listeners, do you recognize that? We've got to honor the gift. Honor the gift. You know, traditionally... On such an occasion of a young man's passing, one of the cliched phrases is to simply say, rest in peace, Joel, rest in peace. It's funny, you know, my spirit's not in that space at the moment. I hope, Joel, that your spirit is still a fraction restless. Because your 37 years upon the planet, and in particular, the last three, four or five, means that you've got a heck of a message for so many people out there. You are not only aware of how to maximise your life, possibly through the circumstances of your illness, you actually became a pathway for love and life. Your spirit can live on and be a constant message to so many of us on how to live a ripper, joyous life. And for that reason, I hope that a person like I and those loved ones and friends around you keep your spirit alive for a long, long time. Because, Joel, we need your message, mate. We need your message. 
Are you are you are you suggesting that your your the way that you see love, feel love, experience love is different? Yeah, absolutely. Even with my even with my my parents and my brothers and it's it's different because because you don't take anything for granted having been through what I've been through. You never you know, I probably would have taken lots of relationships for granted previously. I tried I've always tried to be a good person, but you, you you can take things for granted so easily and now I try not to. I try to be there for those people that I love in my life and um and you just get so much more out of life by doing that. What do you want to say to those who are yet to experience such a kind? What do you say to people? I'd say just about life? think about your life and think about what's important to you, to you in your life. So for me, it's it's my it's my partner, it's my family, it's my friends. And you know what? Work. I'm I'm good at what I do, but work is so far down my list. It's not funny yeah. because that doesn't make me happy. It's about living with my friends and family and having good experiences in life. And that's what's important. So it's about ranking, like looking at your life and seeing what's important and doing those things. Don't don't um, spend your whole life stressed and worried about things that aren't important at the end of the day. Yeah. It's almost as, act, as if you're saying, reflect, know what's important when you wake up. Absolutely. And yeah. just do What's important? If some, if an opportunity comes up to do something, do something you want to do, or you think of an option of something you want to do in life, do it. Don't don't wait because you never know what's around the corner. None of us do. Yeah. Don't wait for things to happen. Just yeah. make make your life happen the way you want it to be. Thanks, Joel State. Blessings to you, pal, and blessings and comfort to all members of your family, to your to your parents and to your siblings and to Kieran and to any of us who have the privilege of knowing you or even calling you a friend. I don't know how, mate, but I call you a friend after just two hours. That was the impact you had on me. Thanks, pal for showing us a way to live.